0: Salutation! Right? Oh, yes. bad, my, my bad. <laughs> and welcome to the 89th episode of the In Holy the crap. House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official yep. supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am just thrilled to be here tonight uh, we're gonna have a fun show for you i thought you were gonna have a better adjective than that i really couldn't come really up with one you
1: were gonna come up with something better than that i
0: i i i'm, I'm gonna have to get out of thesaurus because i I've, think i've run out of good ways I've of read saying your writing boost.
1: i know that you have good word well that's very me. kind
0: of me. but uh i'll, I'll we'll do just what just we can out. do <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll get something it's 89 shows <laughs> I man i can't have them all be winners um, uh, we will, in fact, uh, be having a great show tonight, though. Yeah. I'm excited. We've got an awesome guest with us, and also Brian Ownby. <laughs> so, uh, got, uh, tonight we have, uh, in, in our midst, we have a uh, truly Lou City legend hanging out with us tonight. And uh, But just as a heads up, we also have Sandy Lowenstein yeah. is in the house tonight. Yeah. Andy's yeah. progeny, uh, Leo, is here <laughs> sitting with us at the Lou City offices tonight. And uh, if he decides that uh, he's had enough of our nonsense, he may let us know.
1: He's he's vocal when he wants to be.
0: And if that is the case, Andy has promised to take care of it swiftly and uh, effectively. He Uh, might
1: be a great commentator. We don't know. He might, although he might be awesome at it.
0: I I have a hunch that his word volume is not yet that high. So. Uh, But really, we got to just dive straight into this show as far as I'm concerned, which means that uh, I'm going to need a partner to help me with this whole process. And I can think of no one better than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from a bodega in (laughs) Minneapolis, Minnesota. (laughs) Andy Frederick, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, you doing
1: good? Yeah, I'm fine. These are weird bodegas. (laughs) Just a (laughs) Minneapolis is not a bodega hotspot. You've been to like your average bodega. Absolutely. Make it the the whitest version of that you can.
0: Which is what Minneapolis is known for.
1: Just the (laughs) (laughs) whitest version of a bodega ever.
0: Understood, all right. Uh, Andy, you got anything you wanna cover before we dive into a show that includes the preview of the first game of the year I know, it's right there, <laughs> right there. It includes a fabulous player guest, Oh yeah. and it includes possible parental duties. You just Maybe. want to dive in or you, you got anything to cover? It. It? I
1: mean, we don't need to outline any of that, It's yeah. All right, well then let's
0: go ahead and welcome our guest into the show. Our guest tonight has won two USL Cup championships mm-hmm. with Louisville City. He has won three Eastern Conference championships mm-hmm. with Louisville City. He's recently married, ladies. Sorry to announce that to the crowd. <laughs> He is also possibly going to bounce out of here for yoga if we don't keep him entertained enough. Yeah, so, Which, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Uh, everybody, welcome in Brian Ownby. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Fear Thanks for having me. Fear the beard. I know.
0: i got to keep it going. It's good yeah, stuff. It, it's got to get
2: bigger. Let's,
0: let's dive into that first just because it's easily the most, the it's the entry point into conversation about mm-hmm. Brian. Yes.
3: Uh,
0: you've got the beard. When
2: did you first start growing it? Say, probably the last three months before I came here. So, okay. So, uh, my last, yeah, in Richmond. Okay. Uh, my my I didn't know girlfriend that was like at the Louisville, time. Specific. Yeah, my girlfriend Ooh. at the time, now my wife. Oh, okay. I thought oh. that was, <laughs> that was a way. I thought <laughs> that
3: was <laughs> <a>
0: Girlfriend, like,
2: <laughs> girl boyfriend. The movable girls will get you. Woo. She got me. She got me and told me to grow it out, and I came here, and I was like, you know, I'm going I'm to change it up. You wear and it like you've had it forever. You do. Right? I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be surprised tips, that it's a Louisville thing. some tips. got some tips. So. It's uh, yeah. I just can't see myself shaving anytime soon. My parents no, I mean, want me to. My mom does. She thinks I think I have a baby face under here. But I get that. You know, I, I like this.
1: So. You do see. I think you do the same thing that I do, and use your beard as a jawline. Yeah. Like that's what that's what I do. Absolutely. That's the only reason I have a beard. Is I don't have a jaw. I have, I, cut you. I, have a, I have a mouth and then a neck. <laughs> and so it's just like okay. Well,
0: there you go. Uh, I, uh, I did I, I'm, I'm also a big fan of the big beard and so uh, for most of my adult life I've worn one but mm. I, I shaved it down I had some uh, adulting responsibilities I had to do and uh, shaved it down and then uh, I'm already well on my way to growing yeah. it back I think quick. I think by the time we get to April 11th I think that it'll be a completely respectable beard again one more mm. month of growth really ought to do it fine uh, okay, Brian, you came to us from Richmond. What did your soccer career look like pre-Richmond? I,
2: mean, I can take you back all the beginning. I want oh. <laughs> to know. I want to know what was the sponsor
0: on your first youth kit? Oh, shoot. You I played know. for a Landscape Design Company. Yeah, yeah something like that. A, a local. No, <laughs> uh, it
2: was. Uh, so it's a funny story. Uh, I grew up in Richmond, and I played for Richmond Kickers' rival club. Richmond Strikers. okay. So it's two Richmond teams, yeah. and uh, the coach, when I finally played at Kickers, you know, years later, was actually the club coach against my club team at U8 through like U10. Hmm. So I'd been playing against him forever, and then eventually I ended up there, you know, yeah. years later, but- um, And he had moved up also. Yeah, he, he was no longer coaching coach in the tenure. He moved up, because I think at the time, he was a player, eventually, you know, moved up to a head coaching job, stayed in-house with him. So it was very, it's kind of funny playing against, or playing against him Mm -hmm. as a coach. And then, uh, you know, 12, 15 years later, bam, he's my coach.
0: (laughs) Well, obviously you uh, have had a very successful USL career. One of the questions I like to ask uh, some of the players is, what age did you realize I might be able to make a living at like what because here's the thing and this is not in any way meant to be boastful it's sincerely not I was a very good youth soccer player like in a, in compared to the other youth soccer players of my area and of my time I was very good and I, at no point did I think I'm good enough to play keep playing like I always knew this is a fun thing to do now yeah, yeah. what was the age where you were like you know what I'm so much better than these schmucks <laughs> I might be able to do this professionally.
2: I always you know I always dreamed it growing up um, I want to say one of the key moments we're just out in Utah. My parents came out to watch the uh, preseason games. Nice. So we were talking about it at dinner one night. And uh, I want to say I was 16, maybe, 15, 16. And we had just uh, finished a tournament, and I'd gotten a call up. Uh, I actually committed to UVA super early, like sophomore year high school. Oh, wow! And uh, Coach George Yanovich had a connection with the U18 national team. And they came out and watched the tournament after I had been scouted. And they like pulled me off at halftime and were like, You're going on this trip to Portugal. Whoa. And Hello. I had just scored a hat trick <laughs> in the game. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And next thing you know, I'm on a plane by myself going over to Portugal, meeting the team. And uh, that's kinda when I was just like, Wow, this just this came might out be of a no- thing. Yeah, it yeah. came out of nowhere. Obviously, uh, you know, I had to keep training and doing everything I could possibly do, but my parents never like forced me to play. They just put me out there, they're like, Oh, he's actually kinda good at this. And it wears them out (laughs) and gives us some time to relax, so it worked out for them and you know, they never really uh, forced it upon me and I just fell in love with it and now I'm here.
0: All right. well then, taking you from the past and into the present and then we'll journey back into the USL Championships a couple of times, but uh, into the present moment. The the Lew City team is obviously we're done with preseason now. We're gearing up for North Carolina for the beginning of four weeks on the road before you get to uh, play some home games. What is your immediate impression of this year's team?
2: I mean, we have extremely a lot of depth. You know, we have a bunch of returners, obviously, from previous USL Cups. Um, And then we added some quality with Corbin, Jimmy. Wes, Jogo coming in, you know, we, we added some really good quality in there. So we've seen our midfield in the past, the depth this year. It's going to be a battle in there for everybody to, you know, just claim a starting spot. So can't get too comfortable, obviously. You, want to, you have to compete every day. And if you come out and watch our practices, you might think we hate each other sometimes. Well, sure. <laughs> but that's just the nature of it, and that's the part of the group, you know. Once you get in here, you know you have to bring it that's, you know, it's going to push us this year.
0: that's exciting. And you love to hear that when, uh, when one of the things we always think about this squad is that a lot of times the competition that you guys face in practice is probably going to be more difficult than some of the competition that you guys face in real games. And that's got to be something that really hones the knife, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, our philosophy is really like your butt in, uh, in practice and it makes the games easier so sometimes it feels like practice is more difficult because you guys are beating each other up and then we get out play these other teams and like they're not bringing that level of intensity now the thing is is you got to respect them and try to lift ours even more than what they have and I think this year with competition throughout the team there's always going to be someone p- behind your back you know pushing to get that spot so you've got to be on your a game
0: what was your first thought upon your first time walking
2: into lynn family stadium oh it's gonna be amazing i mean it's gonna be loud that's the thing (laughs) it's gonna be loud we thought slugger was loud but this is gonna trap the noise you know oh yeah um i mean it's gonna be special it's you know gonna be the top stadium in the league you know um when i was in houston my first year they got a brand new stadium with the dynamo and i remember I wasn't even playing. I was in the stands. Yeah. I was a reserve. Yeah. And I remember uh, the opening game against LA and seeing what it was like and I was like, God, I need to be a part of one of these. So once I saw the stadium being built here, I made it a goal, you know, to make sure I'm back here for it. Well, we're
1: all thrilled that you are. We, so we asked, I'm always curious about this, when you see renderings and now like when you see actual pictures of Loon Fan, we asked Luke, something similar to this is, you know, Scouts' house, especially prides itself on its ability to razz the opposing team given its pro- because of its sheer proximity, yeah. right? Do you hear people? And, like, I'm asking this because from the pictures, like, it's close. Like, yeah. you could reach out and 15, probably, like,
0: I, I can give you a little tour answer from that. 15 feet is the distance <laughs> from the playing surface to the front row everywhere in the stadium. 15 feet is the minimum distance we're allowed to make it, and that is the amount of distance that it
1: is. That's close, like 15 feet sounds like a lot. It's not, That's close. That's like, I could talk in a normal voice to somebody. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no one likes you. Um, But, I mean, do you hear stuff like that or do you just block it out?
2: I mean, it's both. You hear it, but then at the same time, certain moments in the game, and most of the game when the play is going on, you. Yeah. You're in the moment but like say a ball goes out for a corner kick and your scouts is out, so I can hear y'all yelling and yeah. clapping and stuff and you can focus in on that a little well, bit good. and I'm it's good. nice to hear you know you want to hear your crowd cheering for you and stuff so it's that's also a plus from it too.
1: I am going to start saying things about you that don't have anything to do with that's soccer hard. when do you're
2: <laughs> you see me <laughs> you, We'll see you, if you <laughs> You look good today. That yoga's I been appreciate working. It, I appreciate it. You have <laughs> a little
1: extra confidence in I'll
2: take it. <laughs> just to
1: see you want to feel like. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm moisturized today. That's nice to hear.
0: It's affirming. Uh, uh, the dimensions of this pitch, we've been making a big deal of that in a lot of uh, the lead up to this season, especially on the season ticket holder tours and then also just sort of in some of the press. 80 yards wide, 120 yards long. It's the longest and largest soccer field that FIFA will let you play on. Have you ever played on an 80 by 120 before? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't ask. <laughs> I've the played on some big
2: you... i played on some big fields, but I don't. Yeah, I don't like look at the D. dimensions or measure it out. But you know, I like big fields. It it's I was going to ask you. Like, <laughs> you
1: prefer like with yours just sheer speed
2: when you get oh, into yeah. when you open up. I would imagine you prefer a bigger oh, field. Oh yeah, right? yeah, I love big fields. It yeah. works, you know. Obviously, I know I've got speed, so like it works on my behalf. Um, Slugger was a small field. Yeah, was- to adapt, but. We still found ways to value quickness
0: a little bit more at slugger than yeah. speed than straight line speed. Yeah we, I mean, I think from the beginning of the time when we started knowing how big of a field it was going to be, there's been with no commentary on who might or might not be playing. There was a lot of excitement about the idea of uh, somebody like you and Antoine being able yeah. to run down those wings and just sort of open a field up. Yeah. Uh, the idea of that has been a uh, fun and special one.
1: Have you all taken the time to see who's faster?
2: I mean, we have challenges going around in the locker room, I'm, but I'm always I, 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 I've yet to be challenged. Nobody so. just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do, uh, we wear pods during practice and games that like track yeah. your distance, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, you know. Quan will beat me, so he'll always give me some crap in the okay. locker room. Typical and I'm like, Frenchie. and I'm like, and I'm like, hey man, the situation never called for my speed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was is, my speed so, wasn't needed. So yet. if there's a game where like you know, I don't, you Sometimes. just see me take off for no reason and the ball's not
3: near me, you know I'm just
2: trying to get my speed up to, so I can talk some trash.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's more important to be smart than fast. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, so do you feel pretty confident that uh, you guys would be one-two if there was a full-on race? Regardless of the positioning.
2: Yeah, Twan's quick. Twan's yeah. quick. Yeah. He could have me on the first step. I'll give him that. Uh, we, I think, you know, give me a couple more yards. Okay. <laughs> our, our,
0: our most frequent vi- uh, guest, our most frequent player guest, a uh, friend and fan of the pod and uh, probably going to be joining us here in a couple of weeks is Sean Tosh. Okay. And uh, Sean, in one of our first pods, this was uh, over a year and a half ago, yeah. at the time said that uh, on the leaderboard in the in the uh, locker room that he was in th- he was third. And that, uh, that he thought third was about right for him, you think that's still where he'd he Tosh has that... some
2: deceptive speed. He does. He's a truck when you he know, gets going. Like once man. he yeah. gets that weight going behind him, and yeah. he, can't, he yeah. can't stop and it picks up even more.
0: And everybody really enjoyed, <laughs> in the fan base, everybody really enjoyed uh, Speedy Williams being miked up the other day. I know. Uh, so yeah, oh, wow. uh, the miked up and I... uh, his entire theme was get that speed up. Oh yeah.
2: I. I had no clue he was mic'd up, but he started talking to me, and I'm like, you really want to go? <laughs> <laughs> my wife texted me it, the next morning. I was like, so who won the race? race? And I was like, it
3: never really happened. <laughs> yeah, this was all for a show, is what
0: that was. Uh, have they asked you yet about me getting mic'd up? Have they offered you a spot on
2: it? Nah, I'm, I'm one of the guys. They, they might not want to hear me. I might lose my head. I was head gonna or saying,
1: <laughs> of everybody on the team, who
2: would you not like? Who would you not want mic'd up? Are we sure? talking like what's coming out of their mouth or personality? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I know who the next mic'd up person is. I know who that they
0: already recorded it. And I'll tell you right now, if they can bleep it enough, it'll be entertaining. That's all. The yeah. There's, right? some, stuff, there's some stuff
2: I've never even heard before that comes out in the field. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll add that to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a That's <laughs> a good one. Uh, Hang on, oh, let me write, write that shit one shit. down. Uh,
0: so, in your time here, you get here, the first year you're here, we win a, we win a cup. And uh, the second year you're here, we win a cup. And then the third year you're here, we come this close to winning a cup. I'm not ready to talk about that. I'm still not That's ready a, to talk about that. I still haven't
1: watched it. I've not watched highlights. I've not <laughs> watched it. Like, I refuse. I haven't no. watched it. I was there. I haven't and watched I it happened. back.
2: Some guys on the team have watched it back. I haven't. I can't do it. I'm not doing that. Were there
0: any players, I didn't even check the rosters, were there any players on the field in the Wasatch Cup who were players from their side? Uh, Because most of them were MLS guys and they just brought down to play that game. Yeah, I mean,
2: they had a few from what I remember. The goalie. Which, you know, the fans didn't really like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the he little, was there. A little turn So it was good to bang in three on him. It was good to bang on One of the forwards who I think, I don't know if he started or came in on that game. Um, he was he started there, and then um, Taylor Pay was back with him. Sure. Them, and, um, I think their left back who scored the third goal subbed in. So there was enough there to yeah. make it feel a little bit like retribution. Yeah, I mean, obviously – we know it's Not preseason, same, yeah. but at the same time, if you don't it's have still, that bite to get back at them, then yeah. why are you playing? And there was a cup on the
0: line. so oh, yeah. that, Even if it wasn't the cup we wanted, it was another cup, so end, You won them all. Yeah, and it was nice.
2: You know, they had some fans out there trying to talk trash. That's <laughs> adorable. adorable. Just go home. Adorable. Go home. It's preseason. That's good. Like, Let us whoop your team. <laughs> you still, yeah. You still walk away from like well, just so everybody knows what's what. You, all can, you can be quiet
0: now. <laughs> So, what is your most memorable moment as a lucidity City player? Was it the first cup? Was it the second cup? Was it one of your? I think we're at six now. Postseason goals. Uh, what is the most? What moment sticks out the most to you when you think about your lucidity City career? I
2: mean, obviously championships in the end. I want to win championships. Sure. So like. Five trophies since I've been here, and that's awesome to think of. They're about. sitting right there. Oh, yeah, yeah they're right there. <laughs> Good-looking trophies. Good-looking. <laughs> <not> <laughs> <work, man. laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I, I mean, I feel like I should have more goals in my career here, and that's one thing I'm trying to work on this year. But I think one of my favorite moments was the goal against New England in the Open Cup. Banger. Um, a rocket shot. Yeah, man. I mean, it, we were talking about that today, Tosh and I, and we were saying which one's, who's better, obviously. His we're against the, St. Louis. We're obviously like, opinionated, you know. Sure. Right. But uh, that's one of, for me, that's they one were of my two favorite two great moments. goals, yeah, and from yeah. almost the
0: exact same yeah. spot, which is, uh, which is a fun footnote. Nothing,
2: nothing feels better than the way you connect it like that, and it just yeah. smashes the net. Just felt good. I've never <laughs> had that feeling. I'm, oh, not sure ever, to some real quick. I'm not sure I've ever kicked a soccer ball, to be honest. Like, I don't know if I've
0: ever done that. Well, we, we can make that happen for you. You could join the Scouse's House wool cup team.
2: A halftime I show. I don't know.
1: Now we're talking. You <laughs> would be a great. Now we're talking. Now. I've already done the coin toss. Yeah, yeah. he has. You added it to, sure. to my, my list. Shoot some
2: crossball challenge. So. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what you don't want to do is put money on the line against talented soccer players at a crossbar challenge because in my head, I was thinking hitting the crossbar is hard. Like from outside the 18-yard box, it seemed to me like it'd probably like one out of five. You'd probably hit it if you were really trying for it. And that seems like a good number. Like, oh, yeah, it's hard to do. And uh, at one of the summer camps last year, we had a bunch of the college players and a couple of the pros out there and uh, uh, Sebastian Sanchez, Mario's son, and Mario. And uh, I, as a sweetener for these college kids, I said, I'll give 20 bucks for each ball out of three that each of you hit the crossbar I, with. Tried I mind. spent over
3: $200.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. it was, it was, the line. a lot of I think totally they missed, I think total, they probably hit like, tw- I think they hit 22 out of like uh, 33 balls. I was like, two out of three. That was over everybody, but I mean, it hurt me. I had 220 bucks an 240 bucks <laughs> is what I ended up having to shell out. And then the next day, they were all like, hey, let's do this again. I was like, never again, no, no, man. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not playing crossbar challenge, especially not against uh, people who know what they're doing. <laughs> Do you have, besides that goal, do you have an all-time favorite? And the only reason I ask is because I personally have an all-time favorite Brian Ombi goal. And I'd be curious to see if this stacks up anywhere with it.
2: Uh, I remember, I mean, another one other than that would be the Rochester Rhinos quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. Because I remember this was our first year in 2017. I remember I was fuming. I wasn't starting that game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was so mad. You know, that's just the competitor of me. Obviously, I want the team to do well, but I'm like, I want to be out there. Like, this is why we can play the game, you know, for moments like this. So, when James subbed me in at halftime, I was like, I don't care what <laughs> happens. I'm doing all my – scoring. Yeah. And, uh, I won't forget that because I started at midfield, laid it off to Speedy. Speedy played Kyle, and Kyle just hit it in behind for his time, and I just took off and ran by, that's like, two view. guys and, and just, like, scooped it over the keeper and – that was a good goal. And, and then I think right there I got like a, lot of, a huge confidence boost just because putting in the net you know, yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a huge confidence boost and then I was able to play well in the next several net, games.
0: Yep. So. And uh, in fact, two games later is my all-time favorite of those goals, which is uh, one that I'm told, uh, and I only heard this secondhand, which is why I'm bringing it up, that you were actually just sort of passing or hoping that it was gonna go in the appropriate direction the twirling goal against New York Red Bulls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where you take (laughs) it off of uh, the left side and then spun around and uh, found the corner with it. Uh, Because I have personally, even when Ballard made the penalty to win it later, uh, I've never seen Evan Loro more angry than when your shot went in. (laughs) And I love seeing Evan Loro angry. And so it was a lot of fun. And it was such a... If, if you never told me that it wasn't anything other, all you think is, what an amazing blind goal, because you couldn't have looked and seen where anybody was, you just yeah. turned and fired, and yeah, uh, I loved that goal, and it, uh, until Junior Fleming scored, it looked like it was going to take us to the final, and I remember the whole time, I was I was still in the stands at that point, and I was just uh, gushing over it for the whole game, and then Fleming scored, and I was I had to wait no, until... No. I, got, to wait. I, I
2: got that goal from Lancaster, you know? He just finds stuff, ways to turn and kick the ball, you know? And he it does. goes in the net. So I was like, you know what? That's weird. I'm just going to kick it. And it worked out perfect. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it, it, it's fun. That's what happens when you're out, though, you know? Like, yeah. Just like the other couple, two years ago when he was scoring everything. Like, sure. Like, you know, it just feels like everything's going in. Uh,
0: that has been our experience with you mostly throughout your playoff career. And, in fact, we've talked a lot about from 2017 and 2018, going into last year in particular, that uh, the two things – and if this seems harsh, I mean, you're going to have to live with it. The two things that uh, are most easily and readily apparent about Brian Ownby outside of his obvious speed and beard are that you have dominated in the playoff runs that we have been on and then uh, sometimes had a hard time staying healthy in the regular season and then sort of the production in the regular season has waned in, uh, and something because of that. Uh, what is it like going through sort of an injury-plagued year And uh, what does it uh, take to try to get yourself fully back to being Brian Ownby after
2: that? I mean, the hardest part is the mental side, you know? I mean, you feel like you've gone through preseason, done well, and then, like last year I had an knee injury I would say the fourth game in. You thought I was playing well before that, and then, you know, it's kind of a blow. So, that's my goal this year, is to try to stay as healthy as possible. Obviously, I've had some concussions, that's just a little bit unfortunate type of injury because yeah. um, I've had, you know, reoccurring stuff from it. So that's, that's probably the most difficult part. So now, you know, I'm a balls to the wall type of guy. I don't like to get out of tackles. I just throw my body in there. As I'm getting older, I may have to step out <laughs> at some point. Say,
1: after all your concussion stuff, now, yeah. like last season especially, any time yeah. you would go into any, any kind of tackle situation, yeah. everybody's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: I'm, uh, I'm, I'm learning that this year. is like, uh, you know, save it for the greater good. Pick later. your no, pick yeah. it. If there's no point to go in for a tackle, just live for the next one. Yeah. And uh, that's my main goal this year is just try to stay healthy. If I can stay healthy, I think I can do what I do in the postseason throughout the regular season. And that would be exciting. Let's do a little bit
0: of a game review uh, and uh, before we cycle into a game preview. The most recent game we got to watch was uh, the the friendly against UK. Yeah. Uh, went over to Lexington at the Bell and took them on on a day that went from being really nice to being really cold really fast. That wind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but not even as windy yeah. as it was last oh, year. No, that no, game, last so. year it was even worse. <laughs> uh, I felt... Uh, most of the game, it sort of felt not tentative in any way, but there was just sort of, there was not a great urgency, it didn't feel like, for a lot of the portions of the game, and then uh, Hubbard has a tough back pass. This is the thing I want to know most about that game. I watched that whole game, and it felt to me like the ball moved unbelievably slowly across that turf.
1: Was that a real thing, or did it just... Yeah, no,
2: it was happening. I mean, the field was dry and slow, but it, no, we knew that before the game, yeah. we warming up on it, so we just needed to be better at how we handled situations. Um.
0: Tough back pass for uh, – or tough uh, trying to split a press from Hubbard, and it didn't quite go hard enough or fast enough. Gets picked off and scored. Yeah. Uh, then we played most of the game down a goal. A lot of, lot of uh, possession in their half, a lot of sort of searching for a lock. They weren't really letting us break on them at all. They yeah. settled back into a pretty good shape. Uh until we get into uh, mid to late in the second half, score both the goals off of free kicks. This is what I want to (laughs) know. Last year, we saw free kicks scored by Sonny Johnny, who's no longer with us. We saw free kicks scored by Paolo. We saw them scored by Niall, Magnus, and Oscar all had free kick scores from outside the box last year. That's really nice production from outside the box. You add Cameron Lancaster, who, in my opinion, is not just in the USL or in the MLS, but in the top 20 worldwide when it comes to free kicks. When he's on, it seems like he'll put it wherever he wants.
2: How do people decide who's going to take a free kick right now, man? There's going to be, I mean, I hope we have some choice words before the game instead of on top of the ball. Last thing we need to do is argue. When we're on top of the ball, who's taking it? Are, I mean, are you going to throw your hat in the ring? No, no I let them do that. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know my place. I know my place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there but, anybody, I don't ask for a name, but is there anybody on the team who has no business taking free kicks who's always like, ah, it should be me, I got this?
2: I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, all the ones who have come up and step up and take it have all scored. Have a reason. And we kind of, at this point, we don't have, like, a super young team anymore. You know, We have yeah. probably one of the older teams in the league. Yeah. Everyone kind of knows who's who the guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: But let's say we're the 88th minute in a game, you're tied or down a goal. We get a penalty 26 yards from the from the goal. All three of Magnus, Nile, and uh, Cameron are on the field. Who gets to kick? That? Who gets to take that kick?
2: If they're arguing, I'm just gonna go. I'm kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I'm tired of this. let to do this. <laughs> does
0: that get Does that get picked before the game, or or is that very much a yeah, like sometimes a Sometimes
2: Hack has, uh, you know, picks out kickers and stuff before mm-hmm. before the game. I think if it gets to that moment, it's more of a trust thing, and we understand who's on and who's feeling it. So sure. I think we. Uh, and we're good. We don't have anyone that's going to be like, no, don't you take this? You no, know, we want them to take it. You yeah, know, I mean, you want to feel like you have that belief. You're I mean, it's a good it to problem kick. to yeah, have. I mean, you got obviously Nile had a great free kick. Cam had a great free kick. And we've you know, seen I don't know them how Cam kicks before. some of these things. I think he's got a robotic knee. That's why. You know, I don't know how he kicks it. He gets <laughs> it with that whip. Um, but even You're OJ, you know, OJ's name. got some great <laughs> service from out wide. Yeah. yeah. Apollo hit a banger last year against Indy. One of my favorites um, of the year. It's going to be a tough decision, but it all depends on the angle, too. You know, sure. Maybe a lefty, maybe a righty. So. Understood. Okay. So no answers whatsoever. We'll just no. have to trust that the guys... I are think Cam, Cam will step it. up and take it. <laughs> there
0: you go. There you if
2: know. he's on the field, Cam's going to be like, give it to uh Understood.
0: <laughs> it's nice to have that whole thing, though, yeah, where big, you just feel... Uh, the joke that we tell, and it's not even a joke, is that uh, Howie Lindsay, our director of PR, was up in the box... In the press box at that game. And uh, their press agent for UK, when the first penalty happened, said, uh, what are the chances, uh, what kind of kickers do you have over the ball here? And uh, Howie said, uh, if it's Cam, uh, 90%. I mean, this is from 26 yards away. This is not a gimme kick. And the guy laughed at him. And Howie was like... And then he just <laughs> buries it. And then uh, he uh, and, uh, Got a nice laugh out of it And then five minutes later Niall lines up over one from Roughly similar spot, probably a little farther out But a similar spot And the guy says, different guy now What are the chances for this one? And he said, I don't know, 90%? And the guy goes, come on, keep me up. And then he buries it. And so uh, it was a that, that's a fun thing to have going on.
2: Oh yeah, that's great.
0: Uh, so to me, I'm curious: is there incentive when you've got weapons like that? Are you are, are players thinking about that when they're at the inside of thirty yards? Are you thinking
2: uh, I may not be able to get by here,
0: but if they knock me down, we're gonna score anyway?
2: I mean, that should definitely be on our minds. If it isn't, okay. I think we're one of those teams that are kind of honest. With the way we play I've it. always you know, thought that's been the case. We don't see us going down, simply which is both convict. admirable and annoying. Yeah, it can. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I've been told so many times from my just go down, of, go down, and I'm just like,
1: oh, I couldn't can't go bear. down. Can't I just if not you go big. down. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing who we have
2: that can take some free kicks, you know, wow. this year especially, it's like why try to battle through something where you're not gonna possibly get a shot on target? Just go down. Sure. You know, you know the way the refs are calling games today, so you know play into your.
0: So, one of my favorite things about watching uh, you and Niall and Antoine play when you guys are playing out on the wings is that it seems like it's always going to be a devil's conundrum for the defender guarding you about whether you're going to take the ball out wide and go for the end line or if you're going to cut it back to the inside. Uh, When you're playing on a guy, are you setting up the move inside the whole game or are you thinking, I've got to step on him. How do you make a decision in a split second about, am I bringing this inside or am I beating him to the line?
2: A lot of times I'll just try to pick my head up to see who's in the box. If there's no one there, I'll try to get inside mm-hmm. so I can get a better shot off with a better angle. But if I know I'm going to have targets in there, a lot of times I can just depend on my speed to get by him and cross yeah. it. But this year, you know, specifically, there's ways. It's almost like chess, you know. Um, maybe you go down line twice, and then they think you're, all you're going to do is do that inside, so it is mind games, but your teammates got to be on the same page with you, so I think we, if we can, you know, all come together and maybe work out a little plan, it's not like set plays, you don't have that in right. you know, yeah. soccer, but the way the game's going, you know, if this defender thinks I'm just going to keep going down line, eventually he's going to give me that space to go inside and hopefully make something of it. You've
0: been playing with Oscar and with Pat for a couple of years now, who are our most common. Now it's completely possible that you see Akeel Watts or uh, Wes Sharpie or uh, uh, Jonathan Gomez playing behind one of you guys. But uh, mostly you've been playing with either Oscar or Pat behind you for the last couple of seasons. Uh, What kind of chemistry does it take with with a fullback when you guys are going to overlap as much as you guys end up overlapping over the course of a game?
2: I mean, I mean chemistry is the main thing. You want, you want know There's partnerships all over the field, you know, the 9 and the 10, the two center-mids, the center-backs, um, obviously the wing-backs and the outside-mids, so the main thing is is constantly talking, you know. You'll see us if the ball's on the other side of the field. If me and O.J. are playing together, we'll be talking as the ball's on the other field, like, what could we have done better? What, could you have gone inside? Maybe I go out, and I think switching it up, you know, He's almost like a, a midfielder playing outside back. Yeah. You know? So, like, he has that knowledge in the middle to play. So, it's just keeping the other team off balance and taking advantage of the situations. Movements kill teams in this league.
0: That's a great answer and I'm, I, I I'm sorry I blacked out for a second because I realized I'm not allowed to talk about Jonathan Gomez.
3: So with me me. Hold on. All
0: right. So uh, this is where I'll give my disclaimer and mention that I'm a member of the front office and so everything that I say is I give this disclaimer every time. Uh, that anything I say is my opinion and not necessarily the opinion of Louisville City, any of our partners or subsidiaries or sponsors. Too late and fired. But (laughs) what we'll do is I happen to know that the press conference announcing the signing of Jonathan Gomez is occurring tomorrow. And so I will hold this This pod (laughs) until after the press conference. There you go. (laughs) And so we're in fine shape. It's no big deal. So uh, how excited are you about having such...
2: How old are we talking? Is he 16 years old, I believe? Jonathan Gomez, a uh, new outside back during the team. I can't remember. I asked him what year he was born, and he told me, and I just like, stop talking to him. <laughs> 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 I was just like, don't talk to me, kid. <laughs> You're making me feel old. <laughs> I can't even let you in the locker room, <laughs> Right? Show me your ID. <laughs> no, he's, he's a good player, though. We've only had him for, you know, a couple of Yourself. Sure. And from what I could see from him, he's a young guy, very intelligent, ready to learn. Uh, Hack knows him. You know, I think he'll fit well.
0: Good. That's exciting. And we add a late piece in West Sharpie.
1: Um, clearly Good. had had some a doppelganger.
0: <laughs> the person who looks kind of like Andy. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: uh, say so that. Brad. <laughs> Brad, like a week ago. Sent us a text and it said, I don't know, what Sharpie's got kind of an Andy vibe. And he does. If you shave it's like about shave the beard, he does. He looks like a more athletic actual talented person version of me. Which is I don't know if that's annoying or awesome. We'll see. We'll see as the season progresses how I feel about
2: it. Hey, you may love him, you know? Yeah, Yeah, we'll see.
1: (laughs) i look like that guy. He's
2: great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna put you on any kind of a spot when it comes to this but uh, one of the big themes of our conversations over the last couple of weeks on this show has been about roster construction and uh, one of the big uh, themes that you offered right from the beginning was that this team is loaded with death uh, what kind of I mean, walk us a little bit through a game week and uh, what the process is like of finding out if you're in the 18 finding out if you're in the 11. And really sort of understanding what it'll be like if we have, this year it's going to be hard for us to not to have some very familiar looking names to Lou City fans that are just going to not be able to get on the field sometimes. Yeah. Obviously having the depth is great for a whole year and it'll matter and be important, but uh, on a game-by-game game basis it'll be very strange if we see names that we are used to seeing, you know, as stars for our team that aren't getting to suit up. Walk us through that week a little bit of when do you find out and uh, like uh did the players get weirded out by the choices, even if they were on the 18? You're like, how did you leave this guy out? So, I mean, uh, that seems like it would be such a brutally th- tough yeah. thing for Hack to do and oh, then yeah. brutally tough for you guys to react to it.
2: I mean, it's definitely a tough – puts them in a tough spot. But I think they want those decisions, you know. You want to have the competition where you can trust whoever goes out there is going to do the job. For the players, it's definitely difficult. You know, everyone wants to play. In the end, only 11 play keeper and 10 field players. So yeah. the main thing is, is keeping it respectful and pushing each other every day. If you can do that, obviously, you know, you're not, not gonna play every game. Um, but the main thing is keep your head on your shoulders and chuck away. But like going through the week, I would say, you know, Mondays are usually recovery days. Obviously the season has started. We treated it kind of as a regular season because we had Kentucky on Saturday. Sure. Yeah. It was more of like a recovery. Tuesday, Wednesday, you kind of do tougher sessions. Uh, they mix the squad up, you know, give a little bit of competition. And then I would say the Thursday, Friday, we start to settle in and do more – tact. I mean, we do tactics as it is, but you start to settle in on possibly who's playing that game. And by Friday, with Hack, we usually know unless there's, like, an injury mm-hmm. um, or if the entire team's playing bad and he's just like – I'm, can't yeah, tell, yeah, I'm anyway. not telling anyone. Because <laughs> uh, you would like to know, you know, the day before a game, who you're going to be playing with and everything, so yeah. you can get on the same page. We obviously go through scouting reports and all that. Um, so we check out, see what other teams are doing. But the main thing is we're concerned about ourselves. If we focus on ourselves, the game will fall into place.
1: Are there teams that you like playing specifically? Like, we, like, as fans, we have teams that we love to play. Like, we love playing New York just because it's a yeah. Fucking shoot okay. out of every time. Um, I personally, I hate when we play Pittsburgh because they
2: just sit.
1: Oh my god, it's so frustrating, right? So, do you have favorite like
2: teams that you love to play? I mean, the team I like playing New York just because yeah. the way they play it suits me to get behind. yeah. You yeah. Know, like they high press, you know, all it takes is that one ball through and then yeah, you'd be gone. So, I love those type of games because it kind of works into my skill set, mm-hmm. obviously. you Games like Pittsburgh, where they sit back and are hard to break down. Respect to them, that's how they play. They have a very uh, distinct way they want to play. It's and, uh It's successful, but obviously, once you get to the playoffs, you gotta make something happen. You know, yeah, <laughs> you gotta take some chances. So it just it, it all depends. I love New York, like I'm saying, because uh, they're always high pressing and I always I feel like, like I've always done well against them. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. like
0: watching us play against Tampa. Because I always think Tampa plays a pretty not even if formationally it's not similar. I always think that the uh, that the theme of the game that they want to play is similar. That they want the ball, which is nice. Yeah. So it's not just people staring at the ball in the center of the field, and it's not just us trying to pass the ball around to uh, midfield and hope we find a way in. They want the ball and they want to be aggressive, but they're also not dumb about it. I always think that we're very mirror images sometimes, mm-hmm. even if the formation's different. And uh, no, I like, like watching
2: play. Teams that try to play out, you know, those are always – because you know you're going to get that chance to pick it off of them and be closer to goal. I feel like sometimes we may have difficulty with teams that just boot the ball and then sit, you know, because then you have to be a little bit creative in tight spaces, whereas we have a lot of athletic guys that can just fly. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when teams build out, you just try to read the play, pick it off, and then you're closer to goal than building out the back.
0: Well, with that being said, let's sort of transition then into a conversation about your upcoming opponent in North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is in their third year in the league now, Uh, coached by Dave Sarikin, formerly the longtime interim coach of uh, the United States men's national team, a good friend of Hacks. And so uh, we talked to him about that a little bit last year and how weird it was coaching against his friend. And then... uh, uh, it's, it's a good team. They, they put together a really nice season last year and uh, then got sort of shocked in the first round of the playoffs. Had to have left a sour taste in their mouth, but they were right around the same spot in the league as Lou City for most of the year. So uh, there were about four teams in a four team middle of the pack race and North Carolina was one of them. Sort of sat in front of us for a good chunk of the season before we uh, leapfrogged them on our nice late run. Uh, they return a good chunk of what made them good last year. Uh, What have you guys been talking a little bit about in the
2: room about what you're expecting to see in this game? Yeah, I mean, obviously now that preseason's done, we got our fitness, you know, the ways we want to play and all that. We started to focus this week coming in Monday, you know, on North Carolina. Obviously, we still look at it. As, you know, we opened the season last year with them. Yeah, I wasn't even going to bring that uh, up. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to mention so it. It's it's a, uh, a, well, a one the, four as loss the, as the competitive side from us. You know, we want that back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know as well that we have to start on the road for the yeah. first five weeks. So why not have this challenge again and mm-hmm. uh, start the season off better than obviously what we did last year? But you know, we can. We've been looking at tapes, seeing how they play. You know, we we kind of know what they're going to do. Uh, a lot of transition, so we've been working on, you know, staying sharp. Um, a lot of times you see us, we have the ball, and sometimes when we have the ball is our weakness. So the main thing is being cued in when you have the ball. If you're not involved in the play, maybe break something down. Because I think that's how they got us last year. I thought we dominated possession the first 30 minutes. Thoroughly. And uh, we were looking good. Even though we didn't have that many chances, you know, we had possession, had some positive attacks, and then they got a little counter and scored. And I think that's kind of how scored the rest of the game because we were throwing numbers forward so
0: well and that has been sort of a theme for this team uh I I don't want to just limit it to under coach Ackworth this happened frequently under coach O'Connor also but uh even more so I think under coach Ackworth that uh when things are going well I think they're going better for Lucity than they ever have when things are going well and when they're not it can fall apart in some games. We had the Loudon game last year where things sort of came off the rails. The North Carolina game where things came off the rails. The uh, Swoke Park game where things were uh, tough. <laughs> the, the Brian Holt game, if you will. Yeah. And uh, while never picking on anybody, he was a delightful young man. I'm just. Uh, it was the Brian Holt game. Uh, when things are going badly, it feels like it's more bad. And when it's going well, it feels like it's going stunningly well. How do you manage the highs and lows?
2: That's just how it feels, right? Sometimes you know, <laughs> the ball's bouncing your way, you're like, God, nothing, everything's working for us. No, I mean, you got to realize the game's moments. So not everything's going to end in a you know special play or something. So we need to recognize those moments before they happen, uh, just if that's positioning and all that. Because we know we're going to have the ball a lot of the time. Um, the main thing is, is being sharp. Ready for a counter because that's how teams get after us. Yeah, and that's the style we like to play. We want to try to entertain, play some good soccer, but at the same time attack a lot. Because if you're not attacking, you can't win a game. And uh, we throw a lot of numbers forward, but I think we have the guys around that understand. We have the same core for years, so hopefully we can use that to our you know behalf. So when we fall behind
0: by a goal, specifically after like the 60th minute, if we're behind by a goal. Hackworth, more than any coach I've seen in any kind of recent memory, likes to do the kitchen sink approach and throw absolutely every offensive player that you have on the field and then hope that it works out. And, that, and whenever that happens, I always tell whoever's standing next to me, we're either gonna win this game come back and win this game, or we're gonna lose by multiple goals. Yeah. It's worked way more often than it hasn't worked. Yeah. Uh, what does it feel like when they when you're out there with three other wings and two other strikers all at the same time?
2: That was like the indie game. Yes. I think we had Nile as a center back. Yes. <laughs> we had one defender, and that's Nile's not even a defender. <laughs> no. Uh, well, we just you know, obviously during the regular season, there's moments where a tie is going to be great, you know, mm-hmm. just to get a point, because um, so that's what helps you. Like our goal is to win the league in the regular season this year. Um, obviously, everything else as well, but sure. our goal is to win everything. That's just the competitive nature we have in the group. But there's going to be times where a tie. Helps you, you yeah. know? And it's those moments that lift a team. So I like I like Hack's way of going after winning games. You know, that's sometimes you just say we're already down one nothing. You got to throw numbers. I a loss ain't gonna do anything. I don't a care. A two 0 three, three nothing loss. Ten yeah. teams make the playoffs. So goal difference doesn't mean anything, to right? Me, you know. So at that point, let's try to get a tie. Let's try to get a win if we're down. And I'm fine with throwing numbers forward. I always love it. I always think that it's for a fan
0: that's the most fun kind of soccer. Even when it goes horribly wrong, obviously the goals against you are no fun to watch. But the the holy cow! Look at all those dudes that are going forward. Where you look out on the field and you realize you got eight offensive players on the field at the same time, and it's just nuts.
1: And I would imagine, as an opposing team,
2: you know, it's gonna be terrifying. It's gotta be terrifying, right? Like who would they? these guys no. are playing. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the hardest part after that is getting the information from the sideline like, all right, well, what are we doing? <laughs> so we got all these offensive of Everybody in the same. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the communication is huge, but once we see him making those subs, we know what, what's going on. You know, you're trying to get a result at that point. So mm-hmm. if you're down one, nothing. 15 minutes left, and we throw more numbers forward. We know what we have to do. If they end up scoring, it's because we're throwing everybody forward, trying to get right. that goal. Can you give us two players to watch from North Carolina? I think they've gotten a bunch, a couple of new guys. I've always respected Stephen Miller. He's been there yep. for a while. I think we came through in the same draft class. Um, I'm excited to see their outside back, DJ Taylor. He's been there a bit. Okay. Um, we've had some good battles. That's just because I play against him a lot. Um, so those two guys are. I think they're both on the right side. So guys, you'll probably see. Uh, yeah, if I'm in the lineup, those guys I I'll be seeing. And you know, we've played each other for so many years now. It's kind of you know, it's just you get you get up for it. Sometimes I love those matchups
0: between people who clearly know each other so well, and yeah. it's just sort of.
2: It's almost like
0: when you watch an NBA series in the playoffs and by the sixth game, you know what that guy's going to do and I know what you're going to do. And so it's just who's going to execute it today. And uh, that's sometimes a lot of fun to be able to watch. So, All right, so we'll keep an eye on uh, Taylor and Miller in this game, for this game. So that's that's fun. Andy, we're finally there, buddy. <laughs> Is it time? It's been a long off season, and now you get to make – your first prediction
1: of the season. When we started into this conversation, I was like, oh shit, I have to make a prediction. <laughs> We're in <laughs> <goes>. there. We're <laughs> already
2: there. What do you think,
1: Leo? Sandy Lowenstein, do you Sandy, have an opinion? He doesn't care. It doesn't, doesn't feel care. like you care. i win. he, <laughs> he doesn't care.
0: Um, what kind of animal is that on his pajamas? It's a bro? sloth. It's a sloth. All right, that seems appropriate, it's a sloth. honestly.
1: I thought about, hey. <laughs> well, I thought sloth. about putting him in his um, the, his, his Lou City bib. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or the onesie uh, signed by uh, Coach signed by Hack, yeah.
1: Um, but it was more, t- it's, it's more hard of enough a sloth to get him into, uh, it's hard enough to get him into a carrier without having to change him and getting into a career. Understood. At a certain point, just like,
2: just get, I don't care. Just just get Sign in, in there. So I need some tips from you, you know, coming in the future. I am not the <laughs> person to take, I'm not the, no. the take all test. right, well <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I've got us
3: at
1: 3-1. 3-1 win. Yeah. 3-1, good guys, here's why. Okay. Preseason, knock the dust off, right? Knock it off a little bit, let the Legos start falling into place and snapping up, right? Sure. There's a difference mm-hmm. between I think knocking the dust off in the preseason and knocking league play dust off, okay? I think we take one. I think we I think we take one on the chin early. Take one on the chin early and then just dominate Let it, it fly. I think, I'm, I'm looking at like 70, 75% possession. Whoa. Oh yeah, All yeah, right. I think it's I think That's it's gross. They'll play. probably, if
0: they get an early goal, they'll probably let us have the ball. So.
1: Right on. I, think we get, I think we get a 3-1 banger. Okay. I well, like that. You would enjoy that? <laughs> yeah,
2: my old uh, college goalie coach is now their assistant coach. That so. little uh, uh, him extra yeah, dig like on a little, the whole game. <laughs> now, we
0: ordinarily have Andy then tell us who's going to score the goals. And so what I'll do, because you're here and I don't want to put him or you on the spot, I'll say, <laughs> unless you feel Brian Ownby is going to score a hat trick, give me one goal score. Well, we'd love that, too. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But unless you think it's Brian on a hat trick, give us one goal score.
1: Part wants to be like, Brian, get the hat trick. <laughs> For Leo, get the yeah, hat I trick. I got you. Use that baby. Use that baby. <laughs> exactly. No. Um, you got Antoine getting a goal in? Yeah. Antoine is awesome to watch because there have been times when he's got three, four dudes up on him, 30 yards out from the goal, and it's like, no, nah, they're not going to do anything. Um, he's just fun to watch. And, I, th- I feel like, he was—he had a really good season last season. Um, and my gut is telling me they would build upon it. Understood. I like it. I dig that. I bet it's a banger, too. My I absolute. A thunder bastard. Just, like, something
2: crazy. Besides I'm I'm taking good. assist to him, you know? There That's <laughs> what
0: I was about to say. That's honestly what I was about to say, which is that uh, my favorite non-playoffs goal last year, because Antoine's playoff goal was maybe my favorite goal of the year. It was Ooh. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the Paolo goal coming off of a botched assist oh, from yeah. Abdu. If Abdu put it in, you get an assist on that, right? Yeah.
2: What
0: the heck? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but uh, Paolo's handling <laughs> against Pittsburgh. It's my yeah <laughs> 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 but then, uh, but my favorite goal of the season was actually in the game where Andy did the coin toss. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, it was on your assist to Antoine. Nashville. Uh, that was against Na- it was yeah, Nashville. it was Nashville. Against
1: Nashville was in his the Lunazul tequila game. I remember because I wanted to cuss out the Nashville guys when we walked up because Paolo walked up, and he saw that he was like, yeah, man. I was like, Paolo, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and One of the Nashville dudes was like, who Juries looks better on him than does you Paolo. Palo. And for a split second, I thought about being like, you're going to shut your fucking mouth!" up. We'll ever talk about team like
0: that. I swear to God. <laughs> so he tossed the coin and then uh, we have, this is the first year uh, we've been on the podcast at all where it would be completely implausible for you to pre- predict from Oscar to Paca. Which has been the yeah. the running joke prediction on this show is that he always guesses that we'll get a goal from Paco and an assist from uh, Bala, uh, from Oscar. No um, longer a very good guess at this. Good goal. for Paco, though. I mean, yeah, we hope we I'll wish him nothing it. but the best. Get it. Uh, but uh, I did. I, it was my favorite. That was my favorite regular season goal. It was the perfect one, two, three. Where it was, I feel like it was. Uh, Luke who broke it up in the midfield and sent a ball to you out on the left. You beat your man to the left and then uh, played it directly across and caught Antoine in stride. He did sort of the diving slide, which is one of my favorites when you're completely all limbs off the ground uh, kind of slide goal. It's a great goal. On a half volley, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I,
2: I remember that play. I just... So got Hackett yelled at me like 10 minutes before that. He's like, you better keep running at these guys. He thought I wasn't running at them anymore. <laughs> so well, I took off and I was like, I'm just kicking this thing. Hopefully someone's there. and, well, and it it Perfect. Is, <laughs> so I was like, wow, <laughs> best cross of my career. <laughs> you put it right
0: on it at full sprint. And that was the best part was that it felt like Luke hit you at full sprint and then uh, you hit Antoine at full sprint. So it was one of those plays where it just looked so fast, the whole thing. And uh, it was beautiful. It was what, fun. What
1: game was it? One of my absolute favorite own me moments. I forget what game it was, like midway through the season, you got a red card. You were, I share. you were yeah, you were walking <laughs> off the field and people it was at Slugger. People started chanting own me, and as you're walking off, because it was a it was a joke of it was a it was a soft <laughs> red card, It was soft. <laughs> And you're walking off and people start chanting on me and you kind of turn the crowd and start waving your
2: hands up and everybody walks. I mean, I was fuming. I got a red, <laughs> And then I said some choice words to the ref after, which probably didn't help me. and probably got me a two-game suspension. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think right before that I was in the wall on a free kick and I got drilled in the head yeah. and it kind of got me fuming. Yeah, gets it. <laughs> and this guy was tugging on me, so I kind of you know went back. I don't know. They got gotten a little hot. Yeah, I but, I remember what game that was. It was Pittsburgh. It was, uh, uh, was it Pittsburgh? No, I don't know. I feel I like,
1: it, I don't recall. think it
2: was a... No, I don't think it was Pittsburgh. I no. can't remember what it was,
1: but it was just it was just this great, like, we all know that this Charleston. is bullshit. It was Charleston. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was Charleston. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they had been
2: diving all game, typical Charleston. They got a bunch of little guys out there running around, diving. <laughs> <laughs> got me, yeah. Guy got me a red card, so I remember that. <laughs> uh, I've been good till then. That, I acquired a, a few red cards before I came here. Okay, I was gonna say that that's not one. something
0: we generally think of when we yeah. think of Brian Omi. <laughs> uh, that's more of a Nile and uh, Paco thing from last year. Yeah, getting yeah, card accumulation. Let them do it, and then
2: I get. In I got gotcha. refs' ear. I'm like, come on, man. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, bro.
0: Unless you're just as bad. <laughs> So we all saw on the. Uh, oh, I guess I'll do my. I guess I'll do my my prediction because uh, by the end of the year I'd given up not even doing them. So I'm. Oh yeah, I'm you never, I've, when I first started working for the team, I was like, I'm not going to do predictions. That's not. Oh like that! I'm doing it. Uh, I got us winning two 0 And uh, maybe this is gauche. Maybe this is a little uh, uh, obvious and boring. And maybe it's uh, putting too much pressure. I got Cameron with brace. Uh, the guy comes back. The last time we saw him playing for our team in the regular season, the guy was breaking records for scoring goals. I think uh, we've seen nothing but him scoring goals in the reg in the preseason. I think we're gonna we're gonna get straight out there and have Cameron Lancaster get on the board twice and just put everybody to bed. And then I think whichever keeper we start, we walk away with a uh, with a shutout and everybody gets bagels. Hey, I I-
2: oh no, shoot, they don't have be free bagels for me. They don't yeah, have gluten-free no, no, bagels? No, they just bring in the Are regular ones. gluten-free? Market. Yeah. What the hell? I want to be gluten-free. Since I've come here. You've been, been here really? longer than Hubbard yeah. and longer
0: than uh, and longer than Loon. you got to just be like, know, where's my gluten-free free Trader bagel? Trader Joe's is where they need to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Our fan base will come through. I have no doubt that oh there will be some yeah. gluten-free bagels. I did go to
2: uh, North Lime Coffee and Donuts. Okay. I don't know. It was on 7th Street. I think that might. I could have butchered the name. They have gluten free donuts. I just ate about four. Right Uh Gluten sensitive. Yeah, yeah. gluten. When I was in Richmond, out. I got super sick, and they told me I was gluten free. Mm. So I switched my diet. I get here, I get retested. They're like, no, you don't need to be gluten free. And I just never switched back. Okay. But I'm not trying um, to get your Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> switching the diet for a month. I'm I'm a hundred
0: percent gluten, and yeah. so that's why yeah. I am, I frequently uh, glut- ask
1: for extra gluten,
0: please. Yeah. Could you uh, make that with double gluten?
1: (laughs) Uh, Get a side of fried gluten. (laughs) What what does fried
0: gluten (laughs) look (laughs) like? Probably everything they serve at McDonald's, is what I'm guessing. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) the the key to me about this season is going to be the question of I think this is going to have to be the toughest season on Mm -hmm. hack. Uh, It's going to be so hard to find the right combination of who's hot, who's in his own rotating guys to keep them fresh, but also keeping everybody sort of happy with their playing time. This feels like it's going to be a brutally tough season for Hack. We could have an unbelievably successful season, and I think we will. But uh, even so, I think it'll just be a brutal year for him. I think we're going to see Hack age 10 years this year <laughs> just from trying to pick lineups and uh, to try to manage what could be uh, the best team that we've ever put out on the field in, uh, in some of our opinions. And so that's that's exciting stuff. Uh, Andy, do you have any Scouse's House news for our purple stuff tonight? Oh, shit. Yeah, he didn't even to... check. Forgot to ask him the worst. Uh-huh. The worst, oh, worst, worst folks ever. <laughs> All right. I'll say, uh, is keep your head out open for the, uh, for the darts
1: tournaments. Darts tournament, i said it
0: first. Okay. And I would say, because I no longer am an official member. I am a member, but I am no longer, uh, the, the, the mouthpiece. Turns? Yeah, you're like a... This is the this is the key right here. Did you hear what he just said? No, yeah, What?
2: Do you do ping pong tournaments? I'll go. I'll come join that. Instant. All right. <laughs> so we made a big. Oh, oh.
0: So uh, this is the fun thing about uh, a certain segment of Scouse's house. Uh, Scouse's house has got probably like six or seven real big cliques of fans who all just banded together to form their uh, the Scouse's house. And uh, one of them is the one that Andy and I belong to when we joined, when we helped to form Scouse's House. And it is a group uh, with Vice President David David O'Connell, who after every home game for the first three seasons of the team... After every home game, we went back to his man cave and played about five hours of drunken ping pong. Yeah, I mean, it was talking about the game,
1: playing ping pong, it was amazing.
0: And you did this for about five hours after each game until everybody was just too exhausted to carry on. And we got, because we played so frequently, we got very good and uh, then we switched to darts because there were people who didn't want to play ping pong and because you couldn't play with as many people. It was only two or four at a time. Mm-hmm. And so there were more people who wanted to play, so we switched to darts. And now I feel like our ping pong game is
2: probably just- It's probably awful, but here's, this. are you good at ping pong, Brian? I rate myself. <laughs> I'm good. I got a double backhand on the ping pong paddle, which is very rare. Of course you do. Too <laughs> like Jason Sissel. Like, just like Jason Sissel. Um
1: give us like, what, a few weeks? Two, three weeks? We could probably get back into form. Who do you do you, do you like playing doubles? I put doubles yeah. Who's your doubles partner? On the team, who's your doubles partner? Okay. Oh. okay, see, we... No, yeah, we got... Give us like three Toast, weeks. Tosh is
2: the rebounder, I'm the smash. Give us three
1: weeks. <laughs> so right. the, the key to this is I have been in the locker room and
0: watched Holsman and uh, uh, Delalo and uh, Danny Cruz playing some ping pong. And I watched them and I thought, these guys are good ping pong players. They fit in well with our group of friends when we're in form. Where do Holzman, DeLalo, and Cruz rank in the hierarchy of the players in the locker room? Mid-table. Mid-table? Mid-table. okay. Well, that's, that's intimidating. <laughs> Who's the, who would you
2: say is the best? Like Me, the one? me and Paulo have been in the finals the past like, three oh, okay. years. Okay, all right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, then, Paulo's uh, a rebounding machine. So he'll just ping him back. Everything comes back. To I, make believe an that. Error. I believe that. <laughs> that's me.
0: That's uh, me. All right, well then I think that we're gonna to have to set that up. Will we still owe Antoine a game of Settlers
2: of Catan. We do. Yeah, he's been trying to get me to play that for a while. Dude, it's I, so fun. I, I, play, I know. I just lost my wife yesterday. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> so much fun. I used yeah. to make, when we were in college, I made fun
1: of Evan a lot for being a nerd, and then we sat down and started playing. And I was like, oh, there's a group love there. that game.
0: It's fun. I I I, I rate myself at uh, Settlers of Catan. That's I'm true. uh. It's true. Although well, currently I'm good
1: i am the lord of katan like, he did well, win, win the last game last time oh, he played <laughs> before
0: the last time <laughs> before, before that game when was the last time you had won we're not
1: talking about that. we're <laughs> talking about it now
0: this is not false modesty or false bravado this is the truth we play for a long time we played about once every weekend mm-hmm. and or during the winter specifically yeah until stupid Leo, uh, but uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, and I'd say that if we play ten games, I usually win seven of them yeah. amongst our yeah. four of us when we play. Uh, you, you, it,
3: with the dice
0: game, it's hard to just be like I will always win. But
2: uh, if if the dice aren't horrendously, you know, is that strategy, unprinted? or do you just go with what
1: how it's looking? He has oh a no, strategy okay. that he doesn't.
0: I've got <laughs> I've got uh, three different strategies that I will use as needed per the board. Okay. So uh, if one of those doesn't work, I mean you know if the dice fall against you, you're gonna lose yeah. no matter what. But well, so one night then we will have to uh, we'll have to round up the troops for a settlers and ping pong adventure. Uh yeah. we, we got a big basement. We're ready to roll. Yeah. So. Should I be there? Uh, outstanding. i
2: Ping pong. Uh, Brian.
0: Uh, Two championship wins. Which one felt better?
2: I would. Just, huh, that's hard. Right on the that's spot. Right on the spot. I mean, the most recent one, obviously, because it's the most recent. I wish we would have won last year. I'm sure. still pissed off about that. That's why we're going to come back this year and give it our best. 18 was fun. You know, you got to play against Dragba. Yeah. Watching again. So yeah. You know, I remember leading up to the game. They had like newspapers and articles, there was a picture of me and a picture of him. I'm like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that one would be even more cool if I scored that one, where I took from R18 all the way down. Way. That was <laughs> such a long man. I remember that, <laughs> yeah. Um, it I like, like that one, because I played a lot. Right. Right yeah. Obviously, the first championship, that's my first you know, professional championship in 2017, so that was awesome. Um, I thought the 2018, with much better pitch. It was more fun. <laughs> Understood. Go figure. Yeah. More fun game to play on. Uh,
0: now you're leaving Slugger behind. Uh, do we think that perhaps it was more of a home field advantage than we give ourselves credit for? Obviously it was a terrible surface to have to play soccer on, but because you played on it so much, do you feel like you uh, had an advantage playing on it that you won't have at the new stadium? I
2: mean, we knew... Certain obviously, you know, certain areas of the field, how to play on it. Um, that just comes with experience, you know. And you don't have to do a move sometimes, you just do a little shimmy and the yeah. finger slips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, you kind of know as an attacker, especially, it's like, all right, well, I know I can run at this guy. Um, people were, yeah, you would, every time at kickoffs before games, you have players, you know, I can't believe you're playing on this. Yeah. You're just like, well, we don't practice on it. <laughs> we only play games, which, you know, play plenty of games, 16 home games a sure year, enough. so you get more experience. But I think having the new stadium will only do us better. Proper field, a proper pitch, uh, I think it suits our you know, our style a lot better than what we had at Slugger. Dig that.
0: Last question for me. If Andy's got anything, I'll let him formulate now while I ask this last question. But otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. 2035, what is Brian Honeby doing? Whew. I'm assuming that you don't What's this have- This year, 2020. <laughs> I'm assuming you don't have 15 more years of soccer. And that's why I put it out that far, is I don't want to try to guess what the limitations on your career are uh, in terms of if it's you know three more years, one more year, eight more years. I don't know you or your body or your intention of playing uh but 2035 seems like a safe bet that you'll have to have retire from playing by then yeah, yeah.
2: it's not like being a wheelchair bro. what's uh <laughs> what's what
0: what's the next thing do you have a do you have a, a second career plan or are you uh just sort of a let's see what happens
1: at this moment I'm kind of like see what happens okay. I mean, I plan on playing as long as my body lets me
2: as long as I can you know help provide for my wife and Actually, some kids. Sure. <laughs> it's a lot uh, more fun than it looks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my focus right now is just, you know, playing. Obviously, years to come, I would love to stay involved in soccer. Okay. You know, I love the sport. I've been playing since I was four years old. Um, obviously, you have to do a bunch of coaching requirements. Yeah. I still need to get my degree from UVA. I left a semester early, so I'm still working at that. I also love animals. Okay. I could see myself wow. working with animals, but I think eventually I'll end up that's where my family lives, okay. of uh, South of Denver, Co- okay. Castle Rock, yeah. Colorado Springs and there but right now I haven't Not I even really decided because at the same time I haven't had a proper weekend for a summer <laughs> I believe in years and I just think about after my career, like what it would be nice just to go travel somewhere for a weekend that doesn't require you have to go yeah. run and work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe take some time off, to do that, and then get back into it. I don't know. I haven't decided. I gotcha. Uh, I lied. I do have one more question. Yeah, I did fun. that intentionally.
3: Jeez. I'm just,
0: the, I'm just the meanest when it comes to that. Um, nope, it's gone now. I had it, <laughs> and then it uh, completely faded on me. So whatever that question was, it uh, disappeared. Hey, I'll, I'll survive. We'll be good. Oh no, I remember now. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this is the first season since uh, Blue City started that uh, you guys have an off week weekend for derby. Has that been a topic of conversation in the locker room? I mean, we've it? all put our eyes on it. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. We don't know what the schedule looks like yet. You don't know what you would scheduled. No, I would like. hope they'd let us know a couple weeks before so we can plan accordingly. Yeah, to. but sure. at the same time, that's usually around the time where the next week midweek is the US Open Cup game, and that's kind of how it's been yeah. all the years. So you've been to a derby? I have not. Cause he's played soccer. Every yeah, time. We had my first year here. We may have had the chance. I think you guys okay. had off the... Uh, Saturday, you played like the Friday night yeah, night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I night. yeah, and out of the three years, two of them have been like really rainy and then turned into a blazing sun, and it just I'm glad I wasn't there. I almost looked miserable. <laughs> I know last
0: year we were at Swope because it was the first derby I've missed in a while because I was at... Uh, uh, I, well, if, if we do there. have the weekend off, I know it will
2: not be a derby. One of my good friends that plays at Hartford is getting married that weekend, oh, so nice. I'm able to make it. There. Okay. For the wedding. He came down to mine this past off season. Well, so. that's nice. And he's not getting married in the off
0: season. What a tool bag. I know. Well, he was supposed to do January. <laughs> you know, what happened? Why would you guys move it up? <laughs> These are questions I need. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That covers it for me. Andy, you got anything you need covered? No. No. Leo.
2: What you're saying, Leo? Leo, Leo saying has that.
0: like zero valuable opinions at this point. His opinions are, I'm hungry. He's looking
2: at me now. He wants me to score. That's yeah, what, that's there it what is. What there uh,
0: it is. Uh, right? Brian, we've got you down for a 15-15 season. 15 goals, 15 assists. Take we're marking it bad. down. All right. uh, Let's do it. Thanks so much for coming on the pod tonight. We appreciate you joining us. We think it's going to be an amazing season, and you are the last guest we have before you guys kick off the year, and that yeah. is a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you. We only ever have one way to finish a podcast on this show and that is by saying a very simple and very clean Go City!